I'm Jan Arden, and you are listening to The Business of Life. And I am here with my friend Arlene Dickinson. I am sitting at my kitchen island in Rockview County, Alberta, and Arlene is in downtown Toronto, sitting in a very small and hot recording studio that she prefers to have no light in. <laughs> but we are... It's true. I turned the lights off. But we are here. We are here for you. My question to you right now, Arlene, is this. Is it cool to bring your own food to a wedding? Can you bring your own food to a wedding? No, you cannot bring your own food to a wedding. No, you're not bringing your own food to the wedding. No, Jan, you're not. Why? Because it's it's wrong. These people have paid a lot of money for that food. Do you think it's it, it's worse to, to not eat the meal? Like they're serving steak and they're serving chicken. Like I was told steak and chicken. And my friend asked me, so what is the deal like with your eating? And I said, well, I don't eat either steak or chicken these days. And she said, oh, emphasis on these days. And I'm like, okay. Yes, I have been flaky in my dietary choices in my life. That is my dog you're hearing. This is real life, people. There's a deer cutting through my yard right now. So my other big dog is now getting up to check out what the little dog is looking at. Anyway, so... She said, okay, so that's what's happening. And, and I said, don't worry about me. I will, bring, I will bring something for myself to eat. I said, I don't even need to eat. And there was dead silence on the phone. So Exactly. You just offended well, her. I, just, I didn't think it was that weird. And, I'm, and then I went, hello? She's like, hello? <laughs> I said, well, like I'll just bring a little, like a couple power bars. Like I tried to minimize the damage that I had obviously just done by saying, I'll bring a couple of power bars. <laughs> so, sorry. So wait a second. So you're sitting at a wedding. You're at the table with, you know, you're at, you're at table. Wait a minute. You're at table number 10. Okay. Cause you're an important person. So you're at the front of the, the room, you know, Jan Arden is our guest. Everybody's got eyes on that table. You know, they're looking at the head table, of course, bride and groom, but there is Jan Arden, a friend of the bride in the audience. Oh my gosh. They're serving the food. I wonder if Jan. I wonder. Should we oh, wait to please. eat until Jan starts? What? What's wait? What is Jan doing? Oh, she's digging into her purse. What is she getting out of her purse? What is she doing? Oh, she just pulled out a power bar. She's she's on, and the room will stop, and everybody will look over at table ten, and there will you be unwrapping a power bar while the bride is aghast at the head table, going, "What has happened here? Am I painting the picture for you here? Have you got it?" No, you're not bringing a power bar to somebody's wedding. Well, I shouldn't even have said anything because I can eat the vegetables do and what, stuff. Do, <laughs> Jan, do what all of the all of the women push do their food weddings, around because they're in clothes that are too, yes, push their food around exactly. Just push the food around the plate. Fine, that's what I'll do. I was asking your advice. Yeah, well, I just gave it to you. You're not. No, you're not going to take a power bar to a wedding. Take a power date, not a power bar. And speaking of food, I just want to say, okay, first of all, I don't do the dating apps. We've already talked about this ad nauseum, I know, but what I'm going to bring up <laughs> is um, what I was talking to some girlfriends like the other night, we went out for a meal and I was eating a salad, which was very uncomfortable. It was like a lot of really big lettuces and I had like stuff like lettuce. I had a hard time like cutting through it. I had pieces of lettuce out. And I said to my friends that I was with at my table, I said, this would not be a great food to eat 
on a first date. And I was like, ha ha ha, because it would be really uncomfortable because I had, you know, stuff coming out. I looked like a horse chewing hay is basically what I looked like. And then we got into the whole topic about, oh, I never, ever eat on a date. That that doesn't happen anymore. We, You don't eat on like the first 10 dates. And I'm like, what? I mean, I know I've been out of the scene for a long time, but do people not eat on dates anymore? Like, is it too, is it too risky? Like, or breath issues? Or what, what is going on there? Have we entered the twilight zone today? Like, okay, now you're asking me about date no, advice. No, I'm talking. Have you not be? you were my friend. When was the last time I went on a date? Okay, like, are you trying to, are you trying to make me feel no. worse than I feel already? That I can't give you dating advice? All I'm saying is that food oh, is big. Talk talking food, about food. weddings and dating and I'm depressed. Why are though. you depressed? Because I can't give you dating advice. I don't know if you eat or don't eat on a date because I don't go on them anymore. Nobody asked me out. It's very sad. Maybe we could get some the dating a dating app to sponsor our show. Okay, what? Okay, just just can I stop you there for a second? What the hell is wrong with you asking out a nice fellow? Why can't the woman ask the guy out? Adam's married. Yes, I know Adam's married. Why couldn't? Is there anyone that you would even <laughs> flirt with? Do you flirt with people? Are you flirty? No, no, not anymore. Tell me I why. I think no. I'm flirty. I just. Yeah, you're okay, very flirty. D- explain that, because I don't... You are you are very flirty. Really? Yeah, you are. But in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, not in a bad way. Controlled in a very, way. You know, you, 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 no, you, you're, you, you're, you're sexual. You're, oh you're very sexual. You, you're, you flirt, you flirt in a good way. It's all, it's, I mean that in a good way. Like I think I was, <laughs> I sound like I've turned into like a drone. Welcome to geriatric talk with Jan and Arlene. I used to be sexual and I used to go on dates, but now... <laughs> Arlene's love life is like I, we could talk about that for the well, next let's do one it. minute. Um, that's it. I, we just did. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about it. That's done. We're over. I don't have like. All right. Hmm. What am I thinking here? I'm thinking. I, I don't feel, and I've said this before. Like I, we have talked about dating a lot. Why do we talk so much about dating for people who don't who say they don't care about being single? Which we, I, I know for sure we don't. But we talk about dating a lot. So I, there is some hidden kind it's not of not hidden angst. We talk or, about it. How could it be hidden? Okay, but why do we talk about it if we don't care about it? I well, I I don't I don't care about it really because I I have no I am not worried about meeting somebody. I think I will meet somebody. I am not worried about meeting somebody. And I have no I have no interest in casual anything. So I would I I am not a candidate for what is going on in the world. My friend Leah just went on Bumble. And I'm like, what is Bumble? And I, I there, there's just so many things. Maybe Bumble could sponsor us. I don't know. Um but I I I am not a candidate for that because it's not my operating system of my body that's not my operating system i'm still running windows 77 here so um i (laughs) i i think we're very open about it i don't i don't think there's anything hidden and like i want to get back to why why you would do you not want to ask is there anyone you'd want to ask out right now we don't have to say names or anything but is there anybody in your life presently that you a man that you would think of asking out if if there was no um 
no harm, no foul. Like if nothing terrible would happen, would you? I've never asked uh, a man out on a date. Oh. And and I don't, as you said, I know there is nobody right now that I can think of that I would want to ask out on a date. If I had the courage, I, I'm way too insecure to ask somebody on a date. Like I'm like, I, I can't even I imagine. Can't. Does that, is, is anybody else listening right now find this very, very hard to believe? This is Arlene Dickinson, ladies and gentlemen, listening. that is speaking these words right now. <laughs> they all stop listening when we start talking about taking oh your own God. food to a wedding. I think they're like, what was that? No, I, you know what, Jen? I, I, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with me saying that. I just don't. I, I'm really old-fashioned that way. Like, I think a guy should ask a girl out. And I'm very, like, I'm very liberated. I don't, like, it's not because, isn't that weird as I say that? Like, that's just such an oxymoron. How can you say I'm very liberated and then say in this next breath, I don't want to ask a guy out. I think it's a guy's job to ask a girl out. That is, like, totally ingrained in me from being a young girl and what I was taught. The rules of the dating world are the guy asked the girl out. Well, that's such a bunch of crap. And it's, and you know what? I, I'm going to, the next time I meet a guy that I want to ask out, I'm going to ask him out. Well, I think you should. And I, I think, I think any kinds of rules are long since abandoned. I, I think that went out really even probably a decade ago as to what I, the I'm rules old. of the road are. Arlene, I so disagree. It's so not an age. The, the funny thing is, I am more in no, tune now that with was what I like, what I want, what kind of person I want, their character, their ethics, their morality, you know, their their jobs. I already have a complete life. So whoever comes into my life, whoever walks into that realm, has to have their own stuff going on. I don't want to complete anybody. Yes. I don't want anyone completing me because I'm already complete. I am a round circle. I don't need a piece of pie inserted anywhere. That sounds terrible. What I just said sounds very weird. But I don't, I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> oh my word. Everyone knows what I mean. Everyone on the planet read Shell Stivers. Everybody read Shell Silverstein's The Missing Piece. No, and they the premise did not. is is that there's this <laughs> wheel of cheese, not a cheat wheel. Che it's a circle rolling along, and he's missing a piece of pie out, and he's looking for the missing piece of him, and then he realizes uh, that he's been whole the whole time. Are you? Are, so, so that's what I was talking about. Yeah, there is smoke coming off your heels right now from you backtracking so fast. No, but I all I'm saying is it's a very different world. But I would, if I met somebody that I felt like, listen, I would like to go for a cup of coffee. Obviously, I won't be eating a meal because people don't do that anymore. You guys wouldn't tell me. You wouldn't tell me. Adam, our producer, wouldn't tell me. Our engineer wouldn't tell me if people eat in on dates anymore. I guess it's just all coffee dates now. It's all freaking a coffee or alcohol, which I don't drink. So that's out. But if I met somebody, I would ask them out too. I would, I would say, hey, you want to go for, you know, I would probably say coffee. So you, you have asked men out? Um, oh, I think when I was oh, younger, oh, I think when I was oh, younger, wait. yes. Ha you, you don't know for sure, do you? No, no, I have. I have. Oh, you have? I I'll tell you what. I, my life has changed so much. Every decade, I feel like I'm a completely different human mm, being. Right. No, I get that. But can you, can you say for sure that you asked a guy out on a date? Yes. His name was Tim. Yes. And he was a veterinarian. And I was in my 20s. 
Okay, well, I then- think that's the no, no. But I'm talking about that. I, I just, I never. I was so promiscuous in my 20s that I never, nobody did much talking at all. That wasn't a date. And That's not what no, I'm talking about. That's no, it wasn't a, a date, date at all, but I did ask this guy out. I did ask this guy out. Okay, well, if you asked him and, on a date, uh, that's fine. That and I've asked, I've asked women out before. Yeah. But not, not a lot, but I, and it's not that much of a different world. I, for one thing, I'm at a point now in my life, I don't want to do the work. So that might sound really horrible, but I don't want to, I don't want to do a lot of the work and maybe it's because I'm afraid of rejection if I do like someone, which is rare. It's, and I'm, I would imagine this is in your world as well. Um, it's very rare that I feel like it's something I even want to pursue. Like, I don't think I'm at that point in my life right now, but I know that I'm getting there. I've only been single for three years, three and a half years maybe, and I think with my parents gone, I think my life really looks different now, and maybe I'll be more open to it. I've been very closed off. I'm the first person to admit that. I have been shuttered up and windows locked and doors closed. I, I don't think I've Pies been very put open away. to that. Pies have been put away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could take a break right now, but we can't. You know, I think <laughs> Adam's shaking his head at me. He's turning red in there. I don't know what he's thinking. I'm just thinking about pies. Um, you know, I, listen, I, I've, I've come to, this has been really helpful for me because I, I have really had an epiphany today about who I think I am versus some of the, you know, some of the some of the real issues I've got still. And so who I thought I was was this very independent, um, strong and, 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 you know, caring person who, you know, likes people and likes relationships and is, is good with all that. But I felt I was independent and I felt I was a strong woman. And, and I just admitted to the 12 people that listen to us that <laughs> <laughs> that's not true we have a very popular show so it's like thousands and thousands of people it makes me feel better to think there's only 12 um who heard this thing that the to the actually there's tens of thousands of people but i just admitted that i have i wouldn't ask a man out because i feel like it's their job and that i feel like i've learned something about myself and i don't like that and i'm gonna fix that jan i i really appreciate you asking me the question and I'm going to do my best to be the strong woman that I think I am. And I, why am I waiting for somebody else? Why Maybe they're waiting for me. Maybe they think I'm too darn intimidating mm-hmm. to ask me out. So thank you. Thank you. You made me think. I think flirting is essentially so important. And I think it conjures up different meaning depending on who's thinking the thought. But to me, flirting is being open. Flirting is... Um, like I don't think of myself as overtly sexual in nature when I'm flirting. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't. That's not what what it feels like in my head. What it really feels like to me is being friendly, being open, uh, engaging in conversation, asking people questions. And I know that I'm like that. I know that I am a friendly person. Um, I'm not closed off. Once in a blue moon when I am, it's because something's going on. I'm in an airport or I'm at a restaurant with my mouth filled with some kind of food and I don't want to talk. 
to somebody who's coming up to the table. And I think that's a very different situation. But with people that I meet, I really try and be that way. Um, but I don't, I don't get asked out. Uh, but I also think there's a part of me that the, when they're like, even if someone was considering it, they'd be like, I don't think she's wants to go there. And that's on me because that is real. I don't want to go there. And so that's what I'm indicating. But I have full, um, I really believe I'm, I'm ready for that change. It, I think it's coming. I think in the next year, I'll be far more, I'll be far more open. Well, I love that you're thinking about it and you're giving it some consideration. I, I guess I live my life a little less. I, I I just think if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. But exactly. I, and I'm not. I'm, but but you know, I got to ask you a question. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But I am curious. I've often wondered: Is it easier to be in a relationship with a woman than a man? Because I've often thought maybe I should be in a relationship with a woman and not a man. Maybe that's my issue. Maybe that's why I can't make relationships worth work with men. Although I'm not like physically attracted to women, but I think, hey, you know, maybe that's the thing I should be doing. You answer that for me. Um, I will answer that as frankly as humanly possible. I don't think there is a lot of difference. I think, well, I, I will say this. I think women are much harder to break up with because it goes on forever. You can be in a very monogamous but not physical relationship for years on end and think that that's perfectly normal. And I think, uh, most men would be out of there in a heartbeat, but I think, uh, I, I think being in a relationship with a human being, Arlene is as difficult, no matter if it's a man or a woman, I think they both have so many similarities. You know, I hate to even, um, you know, harp on the, the, uh, the physical side of things, but I, I think you're dealing with intellect, you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with, you know, stress and anxiety and jobs and likes and dislikes. And, and if a person is like-minded and if you change together or if you grow apart, I mean, all those things are universal. They have a universality. And I, I just think it's finding a person that is right for you, which is why I've, you know, often said that, it's a very person-specific endeavor for me, but that's the way I am. And I'm, I'm discovering that as I move through my life. I was much different in my 20s. I was much different in my 30s. I was much different in my 40s. And now in my 50s, I feel like I'm finally able to be more articulate about my sexuality. I'm able to think about it on my own head um, of what's comfortable to me and what's acceptable to me. And that really has changed over the last 30 years of being an adult. I'm a much different, I approach it much differently than I did in my 20s. Um, and I'm glad for that. I've really done the work. I've really been thoughtful and tried to be fair with myself. And along the way, I've met an incredible amount of opposition. I've met uh, an incredible amount of um, people that, want me to choose a side and it's just not that's just not the way I was pieced together and I wish it was simple I wish I could say I'm this I'm that I wish I could stand under a word and then there's part of me that doesn't wish that at all I'm so unbelievably grateful to be exactly the way I am to be open to people to be open to you know loving people but 
you know, uh, the rest of it is, it always overwhelmed me so much. And it was so complicated because I never, it was very seldom that I would go through my life and meet somebody that was like me. And that can be very isolating as well. But I feel very grateful for it now, Arlene. Yeah, that's a thank you for saying that. I mean, I love that. I love that you, you know, why do we need to define ourselves? Uh, sexuality is sexuality, and whatever. Why does it have to be with any specific gender? But, but I mean, you some know what? You know what? Very strongly. I mean, some people yes. are very. It's they. They can only be with men, or they can only be with women. I respect that enormously. Every single individual. I wish they could have their own word. I think it's when we. We um, round everybody up and, and give them these impossible uh, borders and these, these impossible definitions to adhere to. I, I, think it, I think it does a disservice to human beings and how intricate and how specific sexuality is to each and every individual. And I think what people struggle with constantly, constantly, is what I am doing normal. Is this acceptable? is like, does everybody else do this? And that's not what sexuality is. It's so specific to you and, and whatever happens in a moment. I mean, it's very hard to think about that when you're walking down the street on a normal afternoon, when you think about something that, you know, happened behind closed doors and you, you think you've done something wrong or that you're not like everybody else. That is across the board, I think, very typical of how human beings, how hard we are on ourselves. Um, I, I don't think we have the healthiest views about it. Maybe the kids will do better as they're coming up. They seem much more open about transgender and, you know, uh, gender assignment and, and, and any kind of sexuality. They think the whole gamut of the whole rainbow, no pun intended, of sexuality. I think they will do better than we did because there's still some very astringent, hard thinkers and they are in the gay community and they are in the straight community because I've lived that life. I've walked that line where I don't count because I don't choose. And it's frustrating to me because it's just the way I am. It's just the way I am. Yeah. And I, you know, I really appreciate everything you're saying. I, I can tell you, like, my question comes out of curiosity. Everything, like, I, I was watching Working Moms, which a show that I absolutely love because it's, if it's openness and, and, and explores all sorts of different relationships in a, in a way that I find really compelling. Like, I, first of all, if any of the, the, the gang from Working Moms are listening to us, I, I just think your acting is brilliant. I think the storylines are fantastic. I think the, the things you expose and the truths that you, Catherine Reitman is, is a is a such a clever, intelligent, gifted person. So good, so good. Um, and but that so the curiosity I have isn't. I, I definitely you know my sexuality and and I, I you know I love men. You know I I want to you know that's to me I'm attracted to men. But I don't think that makes anyone who is bisexual. And I hate the labels. I'm like you. Whatever you are, whatever you enjoy in terms of your own personal experiences. I I, I think I asked you out of curiosity because I I am curious about it. I I sometimes think, huh. Like, you know, what's wrong? Like, what, what, why not? Like, what would that be? And then I go, no, but I like men more. You know, <laughs> So I don't think this is such a weird conversation. Uh, Adam has stopped listening to us. Adam is no longer, Adam has left the room. But I, but I, I think it's one of those things that we don't, we don't talk enough about the curiosity of it. Like, I don't think, why is it wrong for me to say to you, Jan, what is it like to be with a woman? You know, it's not because I'm, I, 
and what is it wrong for you know to like men and women? And what is like I just think your your point on how we judge and what we then determine whether a person it's 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 awful. And so we should talk about it more. We we fear what we don't understand, and that and that really is the crux of it. And I'll tell you what the LGBT community fights constantly for recognition, for equality, yes. for fairness. Um, Arlene, there are countries in the world that are killing people, murdering them, stoning them. Um, I think it was in Brunei, uh, and and I forgive me if I'm saying the wrong country. I feel like that was... We'll definitely fact check this before we go ahead um, and put it on the air, but you know, that they decreed homosexuality is, is against the law and against God and all these things. I mean, I... Religion. I, it, we have so much work to do. So, you know, I can't rest, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, sit back and go, everything's status quo and everything's great because everything's not great. Um, there is just, there. there's so much uh, horrible things happening to people um that don't fall under uh, under the specific guidelines of a straight man woman relationship, and that is uh, it's an unfortunate thing. But that has ebbed and flowed throughout history. I think there's been times in history where homosexuality has been much more acceptable and much more mainstream. You know, when you look at uh, at any kind of history, Greek history. Um, Roman history, you know, the, the male bathhouses. I mean, there was a, a type of sexuality that was much more, it was very open. That kind of sexuality was more open. And it just ebbs and flows as we go through through history. But, oh my gosh, the, the amount of work that we have to do to really educate people and to bring a sense of calm and understanding and tolerance um, especially, you know, the people that are, are, are going through, you know, gender reassignment surgeries and, and the stuff that they face as far as what the government can and will not, you know, tolerate and support and help them with. And that's just not right. We have a long, long, long way to go. I think for a, for a couple of, you know, women of our generation, what the one of the things I am I don't want to sound the wrong word, but I am proud of the fact that I that is something that I think we both share, which is this belief that people should should you know like that is not the, who who are we to judge that, um, and and what is even a, what is worth well, why is even judging a word when it relates to that conversation? There, there there's people appalled by this conversation. There, there's people listening right now that are appalled by this conversation, and it has nothing to do with their lives. It has nothing to do with the safety or the sanctity or the the you know the because it's religion how, yeah, that's of their lives. Nothing them. at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, for those of you who are listening and don't agree with that, that's fine. You don't have to agree with us. But what 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 can't happen in society is simply because you disagree with somebody that you shun them, ban them, you know, shame them, make them feel like they don't have uh, the right to do anything and aren't equal that is that is not right so you don't have to agree with somebody but leave them alone let them live their life Jan and I have been talking about sexuality and what that means and and the LGBTQ community and some of the the pain and the strife that people who are just being themselves are being put through because you know somehow they're deemed as you know as 
I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. It's just it just makes me. Uh, I don't even understand. Everybody is normal. Yes, exactly. What is normal? What is normal? There is no normal. Everybody is normal. There, there, there is no there is no status quo. Sexuality is if there's seven plus billion people on the planet, Arlene. There is seven billion different takes on sexuality, sensuality, erotica. There is 7 billion different versions of what people like or dislike or find acceptable or find unacceptable. I think this thing with sexuality, what we all search for in our lives, you know, obviously we want to fall in love with somebody and sexuality is such a beautiful part of being in love with someone. But you want to be with somebody. You want to find that person that you can be yourself with, that you can express yourself with. You know, people often talk about it's such a big part of, of life. But having said that, it's, it's, all, it's actually a, a little piece of life too. It can be big and it can be small. And I think people base so much of a person's worth, their identity, their value to society on what they do in a bedroom, which has nothing to do with their academic prowess, what they bring to culture or to art to to their family and friends it is such a weird thing to judge people on because it has nothing to do with how they make their way through life it's hard to go through life not judging not judging others for something and that's something we can all work more on myself included and not not in this specific case of what we're speaking about now but uh, you know i think we can all stop judging a little bit a bit, a little, a little bit more than in any area of life. Everybody's their own person, no matter what you're talking about, and it, it's hard. Janet, let can let's move on to something a little more upbeat, because um, not that this isn't a topic worth exploring, because it is. But I, I, I'd like to. No, no. I mean, it's there, there's a lot. There's a lot to celebrate too. So, and 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 I can't stress how lucky we are to live in this country. Um, you know, you, you know, you're living in a country where the the Royal Canadian Mint did a coin to celebrate the decriminalization of homosexuality. It's been 50 years since homosexuality has been illegal. Like it, it used to be illegal. Like think about that. So it is that three steps forward, two steps back. But anyway, I we need to celebrate just people in general. And we just did a banknote that was named the International Banknote of the Year because we put Viola Desmond on it. Um, you know, I think the the first female black woman who is on a banknote in, uh, and it's just, it's I, I don't know if that's globally that she's the first woman. I believe so. Let's see the bill. Um, well, she was. She, you you could relate to this because she was a, a businesswoman, Arlene. She she um, she set up hairdressing businesses. I mean, you know, just training training people for beauty schools in Halifax. I mean, the, and and she had so many restrictions, like even in her travel back in those days, um, to pursue the courses that she wanted to take. So, like, hooray for her! She worked so hard to to uh, to make that all happen. She she had made so many inroads for for black women in this country. It's she is so deserving to be on that banknote. And yet, you know, here we go when you're talking about people being judgmental. There were so many people vocal about how horrible that was you know, to have her on that. So you're never going to please everybody. And, and boy, at, at our age, Arlene, we know that we, we just know that's a fact of life. 
The bill marks a growing recognition of Miss Desmond's refusal to leave the whites-only section of a Nova Scotia movie theater on November 8, 1946, nearly a decade before Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a segregated bus in Alabama, and the seminal role it played in Canada's civil rights movement. Movement,、uh, yeah. So yay, yay for her, and yay for women like her, and and people who are win- willing to stand up for human rights everywhere.、Um, I have a question for you. We're or Next weekend is the May Long weekend. May Long, May Long in Canada is like a major deal, right? It's like when we finally the we can shed our winter coats. Finally, hopefully, we can go outside. Our gardens hopefully are getting planted. Although that's always kind of the the should I or shouldn't I? We stop wearing white shoes apparently because you're not supposed to wear white <laughs> shoes until、oh, the May Long weekend. I know. Anyway, but I I what do you do on May Long? Because I. I have one of the things I want to encourage people to do. I have something I want people to think about doing, which is okay. Well, first of all, do you know that the Caesar the Caesar is a Canadian drink, right? Yes, I know, I know that.、Alcohol. I know that. I used to, you know, back in the day when I drank, Arlene, I did enjoy a Caesar on occasion. Well, they are virgin Caesars, and I want you to know about、uh, a product. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch it a little bit here because it's May Long, and this company deserves to be represented here on this show、yep. for free. <laughs> okay. Yep. So there is a company called Walter Caesar. Walter Caesar's mix is、um, has got these fantastic pre-mixed. Um, Caesar mix that you can. They have a variety of different、uh, versions of it. They just came out with a vegan one, Jan. <gasps> the vegan one has absolutely no like even the anchovy that's in、uh, in it. Yes, is、um, is not. Anchovy. It's something else that's like vegan. It's it's completely、Yay. vegan. It's really really good. They have an amazing line of product. They're Canadian company. The Caesar was started in Calgary, Alberta. Yes. By a bartender at the Calgary Inn, and do you know how many Caesars? How many Caesars do you think Canadians drink in a year? I want to say ten million. Try one more. A hundred million. Four hundred million <gasps> Caesars in a we're, year. In we're、Cal- an alcoholic country. <laughs> Wait a minute. So if you think, well, there's some of them are virgin, but if you think about that, that's 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 about ten for every man, woman, and child, and we know the children aren't drinking, so that's about that's about twenty or more per per person a year. So it is it is a really that's cuckoo, and it's May Long. So I and I, you know, while there are competitor products out there, there is no other Canadian product that also has a vegan line that also has an a, like a, a great spice rim, and I invested in. Them and I want to boost. I want to boost. I want to boost them right now because I love that they're Canadian. I love that they're representing Caesars, and it's May Long, so that's what I think people should be doing this weekend. So Walter, as in W A L T E R, Walter Caesar, Walter Caesar's mix. And where can we find this mix, Arlene Dickinson? You can find it in twenty five hundred locations across this country, and in most bars and restaurants across the country. They are absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm doing a little bit of a、no. plug, but we don't, we don't have a sponsor. And I love them, and it's May Long. We want to make them so big that they can sponsor us. Yes, they're going to sponsor us because they're going to sell so much, and you're going to love it. And I'm going to send you some product, and I'm going to get you to make your favorite Caesar that has no alcohol in it, and we're going to put it out there for the world to try. Can I ask you a question? Because I know we have to wrap things up quite quickly. Yeah. Um, I 
my my lovely assistant Nadine went to the post office, and there was a box from your company here in Calgary. And I, she hasn't, I told her to open it. She goes, I'm not opening it. You have to open it yourself. And I'm just wondering what is in the box? It's from, it's from your, it's from you. Is it right there in front of you? No, it's, she's got it in her car. I'll, I'll, I'll phone you I'm later. guessing we might, you know, we might've sent you some Caesar mix okay. because when I saw that they had the vegan version of it, as well as their other regular versions, I said, let's send it a bunch of stuff to Jan and get her to make a Caesar. And well, you know we'll- what I can make it with? I can make it with my seed lip, non-alcohol spirits. That, you can do that? That would really be tasty. Listen, I'm always looking to alternatives to pops and sodas. I'm always looking, because as a non-drinker, it's soda and lime. It's a Coke, a Diet Coke. Um, I've been drinking the seed lip with like a soda water. Um, and I will once in a while, I used to be doing the Caesars, but that was the holdback was the clam and the anchovy and stuff, which isn't really with my vegan thing that I've got going. So I don't drink it anymore. Well, you are going to, I'm telling you, you are going to love Walter Caesars mix. This has been the wackiest show that I think we've ever done. We have covered a lot of, you know, bringing your own food to a wedding and then... We rambled through my sexual history, which is so uninteresting. And here we are with Walter Caesar. They have the all-natural craft Caesar mix with classic spice. Oh, they my have Lord. the mild spice. They have the mix, the vegan mix. And I'm telling you, Jan, you're going to get a box full of this stuff, even though we said, like, why give rich people free things? I'm just giving this to you because I love you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and I want to push this yes. drink. And it is the 50th anniversary of the Caesar. 400 million Caesars. 400 million There's 39 million Canadians. Okay, that, that just kind of blew my whole head off. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good place to stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, talk to your friends and talk to them about Walter Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> mix talk to your friends everybody and and let them let them let them support entrepreneurs they support because jan does humor me i love you jan love thanks you. for letting me talk uh, to you soon talk, about it. talk to you soon la, 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 la.